Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It was a momentous day in American history, but by all indications, it was not a momentous day in the lives of most Americans. So while the House of Representatives debated the impeachment of President Trump, one man in Houston was more focused on a $279 speeding ticket. Tourists in Chicago savored an impeachment-free shopping day. Members of the Veterans of Foreign War post-401 in Albuquerque, New Mexico, followed a simple mantra. Anything but politics, man. Americans may be deeply invested in the outcome of impeachment. They might adore or loathe President Trump. But as history played out Wednesday amid the bombast and rancor of impeachment proceedings, many of them seemed intent on just looking elsewhere. That's from today's New York Times, reflecting upon last night's historical moment. Historical. For the third time, historical, mm-hmm. yes. Yes. So the U.S. Congress has impeached a president for the third time. I decided to go home last night and watch it. Really? You invested yourself? I did. What did you decide to do? I went to dinner with a friend. Okay. Was- Mike, what did you do? I watched bits and pieces of it. Okay. Bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. Wall-to-wall coverage. Yeah. Totally ignored it. Okay. So we should try to ascertain which one of us is happiest. Who's more psychologically healthy (laughs) at this moment? All right. I'll say this. Um, I decided to do a little experiment. I watched one hour of CNN, Mm -hmm. one hour of MSNBC, Mm -hmm. and one hour of Fox News in consecutive hours. Eight, nine, ten. Right. And? I think I did 9, 10, 11, actually. Okay. And it was like there were three different events being covered. <laughs> I, no I, surprise. I wow. couldn't get over it. Now, I don't watch evening news. I, I do it very rarely. So this was me kind of dipping my toe in. If you watch CNN all the time, I'm telling you, you are living in a different country than if you watch Fox News all the time. No doubt. The, the coverage is that different. Yeah. Through a very particular prism. Oh, my gosh. And I I decided about an hour and a half into the experiment that there's no reporting anywhere on evening TV. There's no reporting. It is all opinion. Right. There is not one person. Well, maybe there were. Maybe that's not true. Maybe I heard two people. They were still giving their opinion, but they were actually trying to be. Find a story. Right. Or find a story or or be reasonable. Mm -hmm. Everyone else has an axe to grind, and they are on there, and they're just going to beat it, beat it, beat it. Right. And I think that's an excellent point, because I think that's where news media has devolved to in 2019, that the days of Eric Severide, Walter Cronkite, Peter Jennings, Brett, Brett right. Hume, even Brett Hume, who want, is still on listen, network television. Okay. Brett was actually one of the people I saw last night that I thought was reasonable. He's one of the two people I thought of. 
I saw Brian Williams on MSNBC. Mm-hmm. Brian Williams had the lead desk for the six o'clock news on NBC for a while. Yeah, he right? did. Yeah. There was no reporting. I mean, I know he was being a host. I understand that that news television in the evening is different, but he was he was a hack. Hmm, really? Yeah. So this is interesting because just you like know, Tucker Carlson is a hack, or Rachel Maddow, or whoever the other guy was I was watching on CNN. I forget his name. So then we've abandoned the middle ground. There is no middle ground. Hmm? There is no. Middle ground. And reading this article in the New York Times, John, that you started with, it really points to the fact that people are just tuning it out. Because they're busy with their lives. And I think because they're just sick of it. I think, you know, as I read the article, the people said generally, and I I would buy the truth of this, that if they thought indeed that the impeachment would make a lasting change, that if President Trump truly would be removed from office, which I think just about everybody knows, that's a non-reality. That... Okay, they're just going through the motions. This is just politics for the sake of politics. I believe that's true. I think that probably has a lot to do with it. I also think that just the perpetual bad behavior of both sides over the last couple of years has just worn people down. Right. I mean, of course, now yesterday when you looked at the six hours of back and forth, uh, the um, the comments that were That was unbearable. Oh, my gosh. That was poor street theater is what that was. Really, everyone's uh, all puffy, lots of hubris on display. So much posturing. Hand-wringing, histrionics. Everyone is so sad mm. about the gravity of the situation. Or outraged. Yeah, except that if they're so sad about it, why is Nancy Pelosi lecturing all them on no gloating? Mm-hmm. Well, if you're so sad about it, why? How many things are you that sad about that you're also gloating over? I mean, it's just, it seemed... A lot of that seemed absolutely fake. There was also a lot of really bad history that went into yesterday. I saw a couple bits of that. I'm not going to, I don't want to pick on people because perhaps they just misspoke. But you mean ha- hashtag fake news history? Just hashtag like when they were, hashtag learn your history. Right. And these are the, the Congress people that are speaking yesterday and they're making gigantic gaffes. Anyway, um, someone actually said, now this was not a Congress person. Um, you know what? I'm not even going to say it. Okay, fine. All right. So this is just us. See, look, my better angels took control. So this is us just lightly with a a 10-foot pole touching the impeachment. Because quite honestly, I don't want to talk about politics on the show. Yeah. I truly, really don't. We're here for a different reason. We hope to be an oasis. We hope to be a place where you can step away from that, Mm -hmm. where there is not rancor, where we have fun, where we have Christ in the middle of all things, and we have conversations that are of a different style, tone, variety. All right, we'll talk about that. Well, well, we'll talk about wise men. Yes, were we you, could were you wanting to men. talk about wise men? Wise men, the magi, magi mm-hmm. or kings? Okay, so Christmas just a, a few days away. Let's dive into that conversation. Don't next. put your kings at the manger because they're not there yet. They're not going to be there. Too late. One hundred one point five W O R D. This week, Chuck Swindoll urges us to be on the lookout for God's surprises. God has a way of bringing relief and surprising us in the most remarkable ways. He keeps on surprising us when we least expect it. You simply need to stay alert and sensitive to what God wants you to hear. Don't miss the brand new Christmas series from Chuck Swindoll right here on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Hi, this is Dennis Prager. We do the Happiness Hour, the Male-Female Hour, and the Ultimate Issues Hour. Since 2010, we have done over 1,200 such segments. 
Per your request, the Prager Store has bundled them all together and offering them as a holiday package. Every Happiness Hour, every Ultimate Issues Hour, and every Male Female Hour, that's hundreds of hours. We've had the best ofs for each year, but never every segment since 2010, all in one place. These segments have literally saved lives, kept marriages together, and allowed us to talk truthfully about issues without influence from the left. Now you can own every Happiness Hour, every Ultimate Issues Hour, and every male-female hour since 2010. Until the end of the week, the complete bundle is 70% off. This is quite a deal. Go to PragerStore.com. That's PragerStore.com. In years past, most families had a local jeweler they could go to with confidence and trust. In these changing times, one store has managed to stay the same. LS Jewelers has been family-owned and operated for over 65 years. LS Jewelers in Robinson Town Center is a full-service jewelry store. We have the largest selection of laboratory-certified diamonds and engagement rings with both the finest quality and the best price. We also do custom design work as well as in-house repair. Don't trust your diamond purchase with just anyone. Come to LS Jewelers for the best price, service, quality, and selection. Christmas is right around the bend, and all of us from Christ Church at Grove Farm want to celebrate with you. The carols invite us to come and adore Jesus, born the King of Kings. We will be doing exactly that through scripture, sermon, and song, and invite you to join us on Christmas Eve at 4 and 8 p.m. You can find all the information about us and our services online at ccgf.org. This year, why not spend Christmas Eve on the farm and give thanks with us for the gift of Jesus? Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. The most wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. of Orient are bearing gifts we traverse afar field and fountain more and mountain following yonder star so were they wise men were they kings were they magi who were those three men and what is magi yes what are magi magi are there magis today Chad Ashby's with us. Chad's pastor of College Street Baptist Church in Newberry, South Carolina. He uh, is a graduate of Southern Baptist Theological Seminary and from Grove City College. Chad wrote a terrific piece at Christianity Today, Magi, Wise Men, or Kings, Its Complicated Christian Tradition Finds Meaning in Each of These Mysterious Monkeyers. Chad, welcome back to the show. How are you, friend? Hey, great to be back with you guys. We're always happy to have you. And, you know, I'm glad we're talking about this because there, I have a lot of questions. In fact, I have no answers. So all I have are questions. Good, good. So in my <laughs> head, the Magi are somewhere between astronomers and, like, someone from the House of Gryffindor. I I think you're you're landing somewhere in the right right uh, area there, yeah. Okay, but, um, but, but not I, kings? Well, you know, they could be kings, too. Mm. Okay. So, Chad, before we start then, magi, wise men, or kings, why the confusion? Well, partly it's Matthew's fault. You know, that's where this story is found is in the Gospel of Matthew. 
And uh, if, if Luke had been the one to give us this mm, account... He would have been more he, he precise, was, wouldn't he? You're right. He was a historian. He had the details all ironed out. But Matthew's more of a storyteller, and he it's almost he intentionally withholds details from us. Intentionally? Why would he do such a thing? Well, so that we can kind of explore these different realities. Mm. And like I said, it, it's kind of complicated. It seems like such a simple story, but... Matthew really wants us to think about the Old Testament context that these wise men sort of come and enter into the New Testament. Um, so, yeah, so that that's some of the intrigue as you think about what do we call these guys? Okay, so what about uh, historical teaching? How have how did the church fathers talk about them? What what did tradition tell us? Right. Well, there's there's a lot of different opinions. Um, all the way back 200 A.D., Tertullian was already trying to answer this question that we still now, almost 2,000 years later, are still asking. Um, but he sort of argues that they were kings. Hmm. On the contrary, John Calvin says basically anyone who thinks they're kings has been stricken by the judgment of God so that everyone will laugh at how ignorant they are. Hmm. Wow, so, okay, that's strong. <laughs> it depends on who you talk to. And then you've got uh, someone like Pliny the Elder, who's a first-century uh, sort of scientist, historian, and he writes about the Magi, and the things he writes about them, they sound like something out of a Harry Potter novel. Uh, for instance, he writes about how they had a cure for a toothache, which involves pouring boiled earthworms into the person's ear. <laughs> Wait a so. minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't try that. <laughs> yeah. So it's really strange, but um, the word magi is plural of the word magus. Um, it's the word we get magician from, hmm. and it's of Persian origin. But from what we can tell in Matthew's first century context, it was used for these types of men, regardless of whether they were Persian or from other uh, kingdoms. And they seem to be men who sort of served the king in an advisory role. They would study stars and really? omens. And they often had, they were sort of conniving political figures as well. I see. So, so the, the Magi then, uh, they make an appearance in the book of Daniel, you say, yeah? That's correct. They do. Um, if you remember Nebuchadnezzar, he uh, gathered Magi sort of in his court. He, was in the, he went and conquered most of the inhabited world of his time. And what he did was he'd find the wisest men from each of those conquered kingdoms, and he'd bring them back to his place in Babylon, and they'd surround him and, and help him in his kingdom. Huh. All right. Okay. So so let's fast forward a little bit. We talk about contemporary theological perspectives. Who do, if we know what Pliny the Elder thought and Tertullian and Calvin, what do people say today? What do people say today? Well, pe- people say, I-, I think that it seems like every Christmas we, we sort of have these arguments where one person says we should call them magi, another person, oh, no, they're wise men or they're kings. And I think it's actually more fun to, to imagine how each of these three terms might apply. And I think that's one of the reasons why Matthew is so vague, is so that we can explore each of these. Um, so, for instance, with the magi, which is actually the word that Matthew uses. That's the Greek word for these men. Um, the Magi, they come into town. If you know the story, 
and they come to Jerusalem, and Herod's there. You can picture him sort of reading his morning newspaper, and these men come in and say, where is he who's been born king of the Jews? And Herod's sort of just spewing his morning coffee all over the place. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> what kind of a question is this? Yeah. I'm the king, you know? And uh, But Matthew introduces these characters, and they sort of, where, if you've read the Old Testament, you say, well, I, I know who these guys are, and, and you're meant to think back to the days of Nebuchadnezzar and Daniel and his three friends who served in the courts of King Nebuchadnezzar um, among these magi. That's actually the word that's used in Daniel chapter 1. Really? Oh, so then, right. so then, then, in some ways, the magi were, they had a sort of a, a portal into the, the mystical. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I think so. And if you remember the story in Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar gets pretty upset when he says to his magi, I've had a dream, I want you to interpret it, and I'm not going to tell you anything about it. Hmm. And they sort of all make excuses, well, well, King, this is unreasonable. And he says, well, fine, you claim to have, like you said, a portal to the mystical, and you're all phonies, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut you to pieces, basically. Yeah. Um, which is when Daniel... Um, swoops in and and ends up saving the whole menagerie of Magi, brings the dream and the interpretation from the Hebrew God, and King Nebuchadnezzar sets him over all of the wise men in the entire kingdom. Wow. Okay, so Magi perhaps, but wise men, what exactly would a wise man be in that time frame? Well, wise men is actually... When, when we're talking about the types of magi, especially in the Old Testament, the Old Testament typically calls them wise men more often than it calls them magi. So uh, I think that's a perfectly suitable term for them. Um, and it, it refers to the fact that these men were valued for their wisdom. Kings would consult with them um, when they were thinking about the affairs of the kingdom. They would bring these men in and say, I want your advice. Um but I, I think it's particularly interesting to think about these men as wise men because it reminds us of a story from First Kings chapter 10. Um, and I'm not the only one to think this. Actually, Martin Luther, when he read this story, he was reminded, uh, Matthew 2 reminded him of the Queen of Sheba coming mm-hmm. to visit Solomon in Jerusalem. Do you all know the story? Yeah, yeah but tell us. Right, so... The Queen of Sheba, she hears about Solomon's wisdom, and she decides, I've got to see this for myself. And so she packs up this great caravan, and she brings Arabian spices and gold and precious stones, and she comes, and she sits there, and and she basically asks Solomon all of the big questions of the universe. And it says that Solomon's wisdom took her breath away. And she opens up her caravan, and she lays gold and spices and precious stones at his feet. Hmm. And so this idea of wise men from the east, from the Arabian area coming, and but this time they don't come to Jerusalem, they find the wisdom of God in Bethlehem. And there's this great prayer that the Arabian queen says as she's finishing her time with Solomon, she says, because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king. And it, it just sort of points forward to this um, this Christ figure who's, who's going to be king over the wise men. 
Chad Ashby is with us. Chad's pastor at College Street Baptist Church, Newberry, South Carolina. We're talking about a piece he's got in Christianity today, Magi, Wise Men, or Kings. Okay, so Magi, a little mystical. It's okay to use that word because yeah. that's what the word that Matthew actually uses. Wise men, these were men, that's, obviously. That of, still fits, yeah. right? And so the wise men, um, men of great intelligence and wisdom. But it, it also says that the wise men came bearing chests of gold and frankincense and myrrh. So they had to have some money behind them to make this happen. So were they, in fact, royalty or kings? Well, that's the, that's the song that you, you all played. Or was that you singing, John? I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, was, he sings all the time, <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Jen. I appreciate it. <laughs> We Three Kings, right? That's the famous carol that we sing. Yeah. And uh, the medieval church really preferred this designation, much to the dismay of the Reformers. As I mentioned, John Calvin was not happy to call them kings. Um, But it wouldn't be the first time in the Bible to think of Magi as kings. As I mentioned, Daniel was raised to a place of royalty um, by King Nebuchadnezzar. And then before him, all the way back in Genesis, the story of Joseph— he was elevated um, as a dream interpreter to a place of royalty, the right hand of Pharaoh over Egypt. So it wouldn't be the first time where Magi were sort of elevated to royal status. There's this, I came across this bizarre story um, from the Persian Empire. Herodotus writes about these two Magi who stage a coup. When King Smyrtus died, one of the Magi, who also ha- happened to be named Smyrtus, and, and I guess sort of bore a resemblance to the king, he sat on the throne as an impersonator. So what? whether the Magi were kings, they certainly had aspirations towards uh, kingship. And, um, but I, I think it's particularly interesting when we think about them as kings, it reminds us of a story from the book of Isaiah, where King Hezekiah receives a, an envoy of Babylon, Babylonians, from the east in Jerusalem. And the Bible tells us King Hezekiah, he, he sort of is proud of the kingdom, and he throws open all of his treasuries. And Isaiah warns Hezekiah, he says, listen, these Babylonians, they're making a note of all of this stuff, and in due time, they're going to be back, and they're going to take all of this off the Babylon. And sure enough, that's what happens. If you know the story of Jerusalem, King Nebuchadnezzar comes, plunders the temple, plunders David's castle, takes all the gold, all the treasures to Babylon. So when we think about the Magi as kings, um, one of the things we're realizing is that God is bringing Jerusalem's treasuries back from exile in Babylon. Uh, They're bringing back the gold, back the frankincense, back the myrrh, everything that was stolen from David's house. And God is going to reestablish David's kingdom through this Christ child who's born. So that's that's kind of the significance if we decide to go the king route. Mm. Fabulous. So, Chad, as you finish your piece, you say that no matter what you call them, magi, wise men, kings, that they were the first men to witness Jesus Christ into the world other than Mary and Joseph. And the shepherds. So we would do well to bow down like the magi, the kings, or the wise men did. And, you know, I, I think that ultimately that's one of the reasons why Matthew sort of leaves the details fuzzy, because it helps us to identify with these men, that whoever you're from, 
um, we are called to the feet of Jesus to bow down and to worship him, especially at Christmas time. That's Chad Ashby, pastor at College Street Baptist Church, Newberry, South Carolina. He writes regularly at After. Is it After Plus Math? Is that what it is? I say it's chadashby.com. Okay, yeah. that's better. What do you think, Chad? That's right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah com, And it's been so fun to talk with you guys. I appreciate the chance to celebrate this story all over again. Yeah, it's our pleasure. Sure, well, listen, you know, um, we know you're down in South Carolina right now, but uh, here in Western Pennsylvania, in Grove City, it was like 12 this morning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I hope you're happy. I know. We're complaining about we're complaining about it being 45 outside, and, and well, yeah. the good news stop it. We'll we'll be up in Pennsylvania for Christmas, so we'll at least get a little taste of that of that cold West Pennsylvania, oh, Western Pennsylvania weather. Fabulous! Terrific. It's not going to be that cold. It's going to we'll, be 45. We'll reserve a sleet storm or something for you. <laughs> yeah, Chad. Hey, <laughs> thanks enough a lot, Chad. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Yes, you all have a merry Christmas. I like it very much. Magi, wise men. I thought you meant the sleet storm. Oh no, no. Well, that's coming sooner or later, isn't it? Take a break. Come back. We got lots more ahead. Want you to stick around? Uh, National Regifting Day. For most of us, it's hard to even look at. We've all seen images of a hungry child. She can barely move because that hunger has left her exhausted, lifeless. There's a name for this. It's severe acute malnutrition. Save the Children works in poor areas and cares for the child you're thinking of right now, but they can't do it without you. Your $60 gift to Save the Children can provide the emergency nutrition needed to bring a child back from the verge of death. We've just received the news that your gift to Save the Children will now be doubled. That's right. Thanks to a generous private donor, every life-saving dollar you give will double to change the lives of children. Please call Save the Children right now. 888-884-4836. 888-884-4836. That's 888-884-4836. You can give online at savechildrentoday.org. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunch Elkin for my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now through the end of the year, the Chevy employee discount is for everyone. So right now you can lease a new 2020 Chevy Trax LS for as low as $119 per month. This is a 36-month, 30,000-mile lease with $2,999 plus tax and registration due at signing. Must qualify with a current lease and approved credit. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. At Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville, find extreme gift ideas for everyone on your list. From annual favorites like remote starters to truck accessories, lift kits, weather tech floor liners, tonneau covers, electronics, wheels and accessories, and more. Heard of Drone Mobile? Use your smartphone to control, secure, and even track your vehicle from anywhere in the world. Don't know what to get? Get a gift card. For an extreme selection of the year's most extreme gifts, visit Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville at ExtremeTruck.net. With colder temperatures on the way, keep your car running with Prestone Antifreeze. 
Only Prestone's superior formula works immediately, protecting your engine from the elements to keep your engine running better. So take on the winter with Prestone today. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. Mainly clear and cold for tonight, low 19. Sunshine and some clouds, Friday, high 35. Friday night, partial clouds, low 23. Saturday, clouds and some sunshine, high 45. Sunday, sunshine and some clouds with a high 46. Monday, high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. It's National, <laughs> it's National Regifting Day, friends. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. always celebrated on the Thursday before Christmas. So if you're not sure what to get someone, you can think about stuff you already have. Right. Okay, so we had like uh, the Word FM Christmas party last week. Uh, I would imagine some of the things that were given. That's a little different, though, because it's white elephant. Well, no, no. There were some, like, you know, there were some nice things there. Yeah, there were. Weren't there? Yeah, you're right. There were candles right. and magnets. Right. Which I have some very, very nice things. Mm-hmm. The regifting thing, you, I believe strongly in because I've done it a lot. Now, what? here's the what? thing. What? No, wait. No, wait. I've never done it with an adult. But if you have young children, as they go through school, mm-hmm. like they're in second grade and it's JoJo's birthday. Hey, JoJo. And everybody has to bring a gift to the party. Yeah. Well, guess what? If you you know that you've got this party, but then you've got Marianne's party next Friday, mm-hmm. and then you you know what? All of a sudden, you're spending a lot of money on gifts. Oh yeah. So if you're the smart mom, you're going to start setting things aside that your kid gets as gifts that they don't really like, and you're going to put those in a drawer, and oh. that's going to be your regift. Okay, drawer. I got no problem. I with did that. that for years. That's really with smart my, with my kids' friends mm-hmm. all through elementary school. I've never done it with an adult. Yeah, that's t- okay. So, what what are your thoughts on well, it? So, you've never done it, so you consider it like an ethical faux pas. I feel a little nerve. I feel like I'm just going to be found out. Found out? Yeah. Like, well, how would they know? I don't know. No, I don't think so. I mean, I've never done it. I well, hope- then why haven't you done it? Um, because I'm not that organized. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, practical. I mean, you know. Okay. And who's giving me stuff that I, you know, most stuff that I get, I like. I want to keep it. Right. No, that's a good point. Right? Kids are easy, right? Oh, yeah. Because kids, kids get so much Pass stuff. It along. And a lot of the stuff they get, they don't play with, especially when they're little. And then they forget about. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a parent, you are on that, yeah, right? I agree. Now, what about when you got married? Yeah. Gifts you got for your wedding? Did you hand those out to your other friends that were getting married six months later? Because that's a, a prime regifting opportunity. Mm, I don't think we did. No, no. Like I think, like of you know, a lot of young newlyweds, we were setting up house. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to have anything. You know, really, I was. Right. We're kind of pretty bare. You know, that's a good question. So when you, I think I did give one regifting to an adult. Now that I think of it, because we, I remember we got three blenders. Oh my gosh! For our wedding, three blenders, and I'm pretty sure one of them ended up as a. Um, as a grab bag gift at Christmas that year. Mm. But I'm, I think I owned up to it, though. Well, I mean, that'd be okay because you had three of them. Right. It wasn't like, and it was know, brand new. It was, wasn't, wasn't like... It wasn't broken and yeah. there was like, you know, baloney in it or something. 
Something like that. I, mean, I hate when baloney gets stuck in the hey, blender. Hey, what's in the blender? Oh, it's a baloney. <laughs> but I love you. So t- just take your blender. No, um, I got I got no problem with it. I don't want to do it. I don't. I always. What if you discovered that you were regifted? You know. See, I like. Th- I'm good you. with it. I'm really? good with it. I'm fine with it. If if you all the gifts you guys give me. You know, on a yearly basis. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> you just, I want you to know that you can totally do the regifting <laughs> okay, thing. All right, but it's also National Hard Candy Day. Oh, Now, d- either one of you have any yes, interest do. in hard candy? Yeah. Uh, okay, so when we were kids, uh, you know, like I had two grandmas. Graham, who was my mom's mom, and she was like, you know, she was Graham. You'd sit up in the rocking chair with Graham. And then my dad's mom, we called her Nan. Mm. And she was very proper. And her house was beautiful and big. And when you went to visit Graham, you could run around. When you went to visit Nan, you just better sit on that couch. Oh. But at Nan's house, she had a beautiful glass candy dish that always held the promise of some great chocolate delight. You take the lid off, there'd be these nasty old hard candies. They were I just they were so pretty to look at. Yeah. But really a great disappointment. Yeah, that's the problem with hard candy, I think. Sometimes the show, you know, is yeah. gets you, you know, interested in Look something that. that's the not going to happen. Are vibrant. Mike, hard candy. I'm not a fan. Mm-hmm. Really not. I mean, it's the same thing with, with, you know, same story as John. You know, I had, I, I grew up with a pap that loved butterscotch candy. Bingo. Loved butterscotch candy. Really? Oh, you're happy to Every have time that. I would go over there. Give me some butterscotch. Within five minutes of the visit, he'd hand me a butterscotch. So he loves you, Mike. Of, of course. And I'm not going to say no. Hey, Pat. And I was, in know, that I little yellow cellophane? Like the, that kind? Yeah, sure, yeah, man. The, the little yellow cellophane yeah. wrapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's like heaven uh, for a kid. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to be honest with you. If When you're trying to cut out sugar, that's about the easiest thing to cut out. Oh, yeah, To sure. me. That's like, that's job one. Like, okay. see ya. Do they even make, like, where do you buy hard candy Listen, kind of you thing? can go into the grocery store aisle, really? you know, where you have like the larger packs of candy, yeah. the Brock's, like Brock's sour balls, candy? those are totally available. Really? Then you've got your Jolly Ranchers. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Now, see, now that's a different sort of classification for I don't me. think it is. That's it hard is. candy. No, because like, what's that thing that David gives me here? Yeah, um, Jolly Ranchers. Oh, I love those. The green oh, apple yeah. ones? That's a green apple thing? Man, that's good. Well, that's So hard. I don't consider that. No. Oh, oh you know, no. Nan would have something my dad would call hardtack. Oh, we've talked about this before. Hardtack. Hard, yeah, but that's hardtack. not the right word because hardtack is what like the pilgrims ate when they were coming across the Atlantic. It was made of, my I don't dad know, called it, hard it was tack. like baking soda and salt and water or he something. He called it hardtack and he's dead, so <laughs> please don't make fun of him. <laughs> Hard candy. And that was always delightfully beautiful. Coming, anyway. coming up next, nine common myths Christians believe at Christmas. Could be you, mm. John. Oh, me? Yeah. <laughs> Could be something about hardtack in there. Because oh, yeah. what you're talking about hardtack is in there. I thought you were saying there was like a sucker born every minute or something. <laughs> nine common myths. Give it away, give it away. WORD. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Christmas is the celebration of that historic moment in time when God the Father came to earth in the person of His Son, Jesus Christ, for the purpose of redeeming us through His cross at Calvary. That's what Christmas is all about. In touch with Dr. Charles Stanley. Helping you grow in Christ every day. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, 
spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are, the Forevermark Tribute Collection, a diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark, beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. Hi, this is Dennis Prager, and every week we do the Happiness Hour, the Male-Female Hour, and the Ultimate Issues Hour. Since 2010, we have done over 1,200 such segments. Now you can own every Happiness Hour, every Ultimate Issues Hour, and every Male-Female Hour since 2010. Until the end of the week, the complete bundle is 70% off. Go to pragerstore.com. That's pragerstore.com. Hi, I'm Trina Webster. And I'm Dan Webster. For 10 years, we've talked about Z-Quiet, the ultimate solution that has ended snoring for millions. And now we're excited to introduce the perfect solution for anyone that sleeps next to someone with untreated loud snoring. It's called Quiet On Sleep, the world's first snore-canceling earbuds. Quiet On's European technology targets the exact frequency and sound of snoring and literally acts like a noise eraser. Its compact design won't interfere with pillow comfort, and it doesn't use Bluetooth or emit radio waves. If you have a snoring partner, this innovation is your sleep salvation. So whether you snore... Or share a bed with someone who does... Z-Quiet will keep you sleeping together peacefully through the night guaranteed. If you snore or sleep with someone that does, go to getzquiet.com. Right now, try our original Zquiet snoring solution for 30 days for only $9.95. Go to getzquiet.com. That's getzquiet.com. Every day across western Pennsylvania, tough breaks happen to honest folks. Layoffs happen to single parents. Evictions happen to families with babies. And empty bank accounts happen to hungry people. But thankfully, every day in our community, good people happen to bad things. Your sustaining monthly gift of just $25 doubles the Salvation Army's ability to assist our neighbors battling poverty and help them win. Join the fight for good by texting Word FM to 91999. The legal age in the U.S. to smoke will rise to 21 years old next year, according to a new law passed by Congress on Thursday. First of all, doesn't it make you feel good that Congress is actually passing a law? Because it seems Something. to me, based on what I watched on television last night, that they are busy doing other things. Yeah, but anyway. it's not kind of ridiculous, well, well, let me. Okay, so the age will increase, and it will cover cigarettes, e-cigarettes, and all other tobacco products. I got to be honest okay, with you, right. having a, a child who is in that. high school and watching people in high school, the number of people who vape coming out of high school is shocking. Really, the fact that all of those people will legally not be able to do that next year is going to be a real shock to the system. Interesting. Okay, so uh, smoking's declined among high schoolers. Only three point six percent of those who attend high school smoke. However. 20.9% of high schoolers vape. I'm telling you. What the heck? It seems like 40% when I'm there. Really? Yeah. Isn't that disgusting? It is you disgusting. You see somebody, it's like this, all of a sudden, it's like the Wizard of Oz, this massive smoke bl- Boom. Yeah. The haze. Oh, it's crazy. It's shocking. So the president voiced support for the change back in November and is expected to sign the bill in the coming days, which will be the only time he and Congress have agreed on anything. <laughs> Last, uh, um, part of a larger spending bill that will prevent a federal government shutdown. So it got tacked on to the rescue bill, right? Um, okay, so the current legal age for smoking, however, did you know it was 18? 
I yes, yes. Okay, so what are all these people doing coming out of the high school where I live? Well, come, and they're like fourteen years old and vaping, so no yeah. one's paying any attention. Well, I was um, I was in a grocery store the other day, and you know, like they, uh, I think it's part of the legalese thing. It says, you know, if you were born on this date in two thousand and one, you can purchase cigarettes, which means you know that on that day you turned eighteen. I'm thinking, man, am I old? I mean, that, right, right. Well, I mean, that's a long. That's not that, that long. Doesn't ago. seem very long ago. No. Okay. I mean, this weighs a certain. I mean, seriously, if you want a pack of cigarettes, I mean, how hard can it be to get a pack of cigarettes? Okay. Well, I, no, I, I recognize that. I know that you know, not, not everybody is abiding by every single law. But you don't see fourteen-year-olds getting in. Forty percent of fourteen-year-olds getting in cars and driving home. No. I mean, they're not. So clearly no one's enforcing it. Nobody cares. I don't think so. Right. Well, I think it's good. I mean, if it makes it a little harder for kids to get their hands on vaping or tobacco or whatever. Yeah. Because once that habit takes place in a young person's life, then, of course, it's harder to step away. And how many people look at least how many people do I know who have tried to stop smoking 50, 60? Seriously multitudinous amount of times and it's the one addiction they just can't I lose know, i know i'm so, so happy now i never smoked a single time never had a cigarette never no i never did only because i was so afraid that i would get addicted to them and mm-hmm. i wouldn't be able to stop right it was just fear did you smoke well so here's the deal <laughs> both of my parents you know the greatest generation oh, right. both of my parents smoked i remember being a kid and going to the store my mom would give me a dollar and I'd walk to the grocery store to Butler's, and I'd say, "Let me have two packs of Pall Malls." I was probably six. You know, Sam Butler would give me two packs of red. He wasn't you know, Pall concerned Malls, about carting you. Walk home and you know, give them to my mom and dad. So uh, there was always a weird fascination with smoking. It was always seemed very adult to me. I never really had a, a, a you know sort of a, a desire to. But then whenever I started to tour with other actors. Everybody smokes who's an actor, right? Exactly. So you're like in a, I mean, I was in a car with people. We would, you know, tour during the day and you're driving to, you know, some location and the windows are up and, you know, there's six of us in the car. Five of them are smoking. I'm like, give me a cigarette. But you know what? I smoke one cigarette and it's so dirty. Immediately, I feel like disgusting. Really? Your tongue, your mouth, your hands. It just feels filthy to me. So I'll, I'll, I'll take it, smoke it for a little bit, get rid of it, and then like want to go brush my teeth and wash my hands and face really? immediately. Yes. Right. You're so prissy. Oh, well, I am. Mike, did you smoke? Uh, the one time I, I tried a Marlboro 100 and I almost passed out. And I was like, <laughs> never again. Never again. You're right. You're right, John. It's, it, it has... You just feel like you immediately have to go brush your teeth out. Right, it feels right. like you just licked an ashtray. Yeah. It's disgusting. Not good. Isn't that disgusting. funny? Licking ashtrays. I mean, remember you used to see ashtrays everywhere. around all the time? Yeah, everywhere. And yeah. when you're in Europe, they're everywhere. Sure they are. There are so... When I, I, was, I was only in Europe for two weeks, so I can only speak for when I was there, but... It seemed like everybody was smoking. Interesting. It's it's way really? different than here. Okay, so what's interesting to me about this this new law that's passed? I mean, remember big tobacco. Sure, I mean, of big course. tobacco yeah. had their clutches Virginia, on the politicians Vir- and Virginia Slims on every giant billboard in Pittsburgh. Sure. But I mean, you know, that was a gigantic thing. Whenever they first started to put constraints on tobacco, that was t- fought tooth and nail yeah. in in the politicians' chambers. All right, so what about 
like turning to vaping, we know about the horrible problems people have had in the last six months. Oh, people's lungs are destroyed. Right. Now, of course, it has not been reported nearly as much as it should have been. But you know that it was illegal vaping products that did that. And like 98 percent of them had THC in them. I see. So in our rush to support the legalization of marijuana right. and the American culture thinking that it's the medical solution for any physiological problem you might have, nobody wants to talk about the fact that THC in those products is what made those people so sick. Right. And to say, oh, well, look, vaping is a safer alternative right. and to cigarettes. Right. And which clearly is that's not, not happening. No, right? it's not. Okay. So if, if they really want to crack down on kids that are under 21, now it's 18, but they're going to move it to 21, they're they're going to have to actually enforce what they're not enforcing right. now. Well, when does that go into effect, you know? Yeah, it goes next year. Oh, that's really great. Yeah. Great news. In 2020. 2020. Yeah. What's the stuff? Uh, Julu, right? Is that it? You Jewel. See Jewel. <laughs> Julu. Well, the way they spell it is dumb. I'm I mean, not I see the ads for it all the time. That. Is, that, yeah. is that the vaping stuff? Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure they've had to take a hit because of it this, you know. It looks like a thumb drive. It does. It does. Yeah. Wait, I, I see people with those little pipes. That's a vaping, but isn't Juul the same thing? Juul's, well, Juul's like a little smaller. It's like that big. Okay. okay Which so I'm sure is helpful for all the people listening. <laughs> exactly. are, are people allowed to smoke in public places? I, I know no, regular no, you, cigarettes you, you were. Can't, when they first came vapes. out, you were. Right. Okay. But then people started complaining, and now you're not. Right. I mean, yeah. you'd be like, you know, yeah. go to a pirate game, and the guy two rows in front of you, yeah, all right. of a sudden it was like Mount so Vesuvius <laughs> was erupting, and you'd go, what the heck's yeah. going on, man? And so they put a clamp on and that. All of a sudden, it smells like cinnamon. You Thank think goodness. I didn't ask for this? Cinnamon. <laughs> I didn't cinnamon. ask for this. Yeah, what the heck? I don't know. Okay, so that's really good news. Yeah, okay. Goodness. I think it's good news. I think all it's right. better for everybody. Okay. All right, coming up next this day in history, Titanic opened. Titanic, the movie. Yep. Uh, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio, mm-hmm. right? And, and uh, James Cameron, the director. Oh, right. Who was he married to? King of the World. Linda Hamilton. Oh, very nice. This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org match. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years in home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. Wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 
7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. Hey, Pittsburgh, this is Tunch Elkin from my good friends at Calusi Chevrolet. Now through the end of the year, the Chevy employee discount is for everyone. Right now, you can save over $11,200 off the MSRP on select 2019 Silverado All-Stars. Or you can save over $6,000 off the MSRP on select 2020 Equinox. These deals won't last, so hurry in now for the best selection. Check them out at Calusi.com. Find new roads at Calusi Chevrolet. Ladies and gentlemen, we have arrived in Philadelphia. Local time is 3.05 p.m. and the temperature is 67 degrees. At this time, you are now free to use your cellular devices. You know that feeling when you get to turn your phone on after the plane lands? You can have that feeling every time you drive. Make sure your cell phone is stowed away whenever you are behind the wheel. Visit StopTextStopRex.org, a message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council. This day in history, December 19th, I will ask you the year in just a moment, John. Titanic opened in American movie theaters. It would go on, as Celine sings, to win a record-tying 11 Oscars, including Best Director for James Cameron, Best Picture, and it remains the only movie to be number one at the box office for 15 straight weeks. Really? Holy smokes. It won 11 Oscars? 11 Oscars. I mean, I saw it. It's a it's a fine film, but 11, 11 Oscars, Oscars, really? That says a lot. Yeah. Um, if I never see it again, so what? I'm totally fine with it. I mean, what I remember the most about it is that, you know, the crazy shot of Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm king of the it, world. It, right, yeah. The very yeah, front of the show. That's a shirt. great shot. And what I also remember is, you know, they meet, they, you know, in air quotes, fall in love. And all of a sudden, you know, he's like painting, you know, sketching nude, nude little images of her. Yeah. Go, like, how'd that happen? there, man? Boy. What's, what's going on? Quite a trip, and she ran away from she ran away from her boyfriend, right? Is I that think the deal? that's what it was. I think so. Right, and the blue and, jewelry thing, and she was rich and he wasn't, or right. was it the reverse? No, no, no she, she was, was the rich one. Right, she was uh-huh. gentry, and he was like you know, a, almost a stowaway. I feel like James Cameron would be disappointed with our takeaways from the film. Sorry, it's been a long time. It has I think been a it was like time. late nineties. But I know what you're saying. I feel like I saw it one time. Nah. I did cry. It's very sad. You cried, of course. I yeah, it's very sad. You didn't cry. No. You didn't cry. He died. He Who? floated away. Jack. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't cry. I mean, I, I, I mean, there the was deal. mass carnage all around them. Wait, I, you walk into the theater with your, you know, bowl of popcorn, and you know everyone's dead. <laughs> Not everyone's dead. Pretty much. I mean, it wasn't like holy smokes, we caught me by surprise. I didn't say I was surprised. <laughs> so. I just said I was sad. Really? I think it was. But then after, I, you know, I went home and, you know, went on with my life, I realized I really never needed to see it again. Right. Like some movies you think, oh, my gosh, I cannot wait to watch that second mm. time. Yeah. Never felt that way. What was the deal with the uh, big piece of jewelry that fell into yeah, the water? Yeah, that was the necklace. Did she throw it in there? Mm-hmm. She at threw the it end, in. The old lady. She threw it in. At the, at the end. She it's threw it to symbolize him. symbolize something. The, yeah, but what do you mean symbolize something? The heart will go on. That's what it symbolized. Did you listen to Celine's song? <laughs> no. I don't like this Because we'll stay forever this way. Okay, so at the time, I do know this, that the movie was the most expensive movie made yes. up to that date. I mean, it was beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't think it was. It's fine. 
It just is one of those films. It kind of like reminds me. Um, it's a better version of the Poseidon Adventure. You can't really compare it to the Poseidon, other than the fact no, that they're both shipwrecks. But they both ships. They're on board. <laughs> People. Water comes in. Okay, quiz. The only thing that they're missing is Ernest Borgnine and Shelley Duvall. <laughs> What's the song from the Poseidon Adventure? Uh, it's not. It's not. My heart will go on. The way on. we were. No. Um. Uh, I don't know. There's got to be a morning after. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. uh, Mari, Mari McGovern. McGovern. Uh huh. There's got to be. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I know that's a favorite of yours. Did your parents play that along with oh, Amy yeah. Grant? Yeah. Uh, that, Carol Lindley? Did Car- you sing that too? No. Oh, I don't know her. What I remember about that is Shelley Duvall. Doesn't Shelley Duvall, like, she gets stuck? Not Shelley I never, Duvall. I never saw the Poseidon Adventure. What? Never. Ernest Borgnine? No. Oh. I never I, saw it. you got to watch that. It's way better than, believe me, it is. It's not better than Titanic. I believe it is. <laughs> no, that's a cheese 1970s movie, isn't oh, it? So, like, the Titanic's like some great work of art. I, it, it won 11 Oscars. Yeah, but, you know, I don't. Yeah. It won them mostly for technical awards. What? You don't even know. You're just making that up. Well, I'll, I'll admit my memory's a little sketchy. <laughs> but at the same time, given the choice, if I was like walking to the theater and it was like Titanic to the left, Poseidon Adventure to the right, oh, I'm going to see the Poseidon Adventure. Yeah, oh. but you're going to go see it and you're going to say 15 minutes in. Wow, this doesn't hold up. What, you think the Tita- like Titanic holds up? Yeah, I bet it does. I don't think so. I mean, I know it's like over the top. There's a lot of emotion to it. It's probably borders on cheese, but I think it holds up. Really? You don't want to see it again, so apparently it doesn't hold up that much. I mean, maybe, I wonder, I'm, maybe I'm speaking too much about it. Maybe some people, maybe we're speaking out of school. Because I bet you somebody's out there going, this is my all-time favorite, favorite. I'm movie. sure a lot of people are since all-time it, since it was film. on at the top of the box. I was for 15 straight weeks. Would you tell us on Facebook? The okay. Right Home with John and Kathy. Do you like the Titanic? No, no. Not like. Love. My all-time favorite movie. I mean, people are out there going, like, we're denigrating the They're, film in some way. It's like, it's like worse than our opinion on politics. People are never going to listen to the show again. Or... Or your choice, Titanic, Poseidon Adventure. Okay? No one is going to pick Poseidon Adventure. I bet you people. I just don't think two they to will. one, two to one. Hey, Poseidon guess what's Adventure. happening at midnight tonight? Um, a new day. New Mike is going to be seeing Star Wars. Yes. Oh. Speaking of films, is that tonight at midnight? First showing. Yep. First showing. Really? Yeah. Okay, um, so that means that you're you'll be you'll be watching the film from midnight to two or two thirty. Yes. So mm-hmm. you'll be back in bed at what, 3.30? Probably around 3.30. And what time does your son, Dr. J, get up? Uh, if, it's a good night, if it's a good night's sleep, he probably gets around like, up around like 6.30, 7 o'clock. Okay, okay so, so then, we're talking three hours of sleep. Yeah. So then tomorrow we yeah. can really count on you for really detailed work. <laughs> yeah. Really detailed, tight. Let's come up with a big project. That's a really that's an excellent board he ran. Take today. advantage yeah. of me because I I won't know what's going on. His tomorrow. creative juices will mm-hmm. be flowing. Are yeah. you excited about seeing Star Wars? Uh, y- yes, I'm a little apprehensive about it. Apprehensive? Uh, why? Are you scared? You're afraid you're going to be scared? No, no, no I'm not going to be scared. <laughs> I I the last Star Wars. I don't know. To me, it really wasn't Star Wars. The last director didn't really. Catch the didn't spirit. create the Star Wars feel. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, okay, so Titanic, Poseidon Adventure, you're walking in, new Star Wars, Spaceballs. <laughs> what, Spaceballs. What are you doing? Okay? Yeah, I mean, I'm... Have you seen Spaceballs? I, of course I've seen Spaceballs. Okay, it's fabulous. Yes, it's outstanding. You see John Candy alone. Right. It was worth the price. Yeah. Believe me, new Star Wars, Spaceballs, I'm going to see... Sp- I'm going to see Spaceballs. Okay, well, that's not showing tonight at midnight. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. Well, maybe I'll stream it at, at midnight with Mike. We'll come in at the same time. Anyway, 
That's all we got right now. We're going to step away. We're going to come back for a great 5 o'clock hour. Are we really? We'll be talking about Star Wars. No, we will not. Yeah, okay. No, okay. No. We're not going to talk about the Poseidon Adventure either. We're going to talk about finding hope in the midst of child and adolescent mental illness. And also, the top high earners on YouTube this year, one of the kids is eight. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. On this vote, the yeas are 385 and the nays are 41. The bill is passed. A bipartisan victory in the House today as the renegotiated trade agreement with Canada and Mexico passed. Gives lawmakers from both parties the chance to support an agreement sought by farmers, ranchers, and business owners anxious to move past the months of trade tensions that have complicated spending and hiring decisions. The International Trade Commission projected in April that the agreement would boost the economy by $68 billion and add 176,000 jobs six years after taking effect. The AFL-CIO endorsed the pact, as did the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and other major business groups. On Wall Street, the Dow by 137 points, the Nasdaq rose 59, the S&P 500 advanced 14, oil up 37 cents to $61.30 a barrel. This is SRN News. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet, serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. For your next event, instead of worrying about catering to your guests, why not just enjoy them? The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion, like their roast beef and stuffed chicken breast, with mashed or roasted potatoes and green beans, just $10.95 a person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company, just good food. Good morning, America. Or is it? If you're one of the millions of Americans who did not sleep well last night, it's probably a pretty average morning. But listen up, you sleep-deprived people. There's good news. A breakthrough sleep solution called Pronto Sleep. And when we say pronto, we mean pronto. Pronto Sleep gently opens your nose to focus breathing and help you relax and fall asleep. And the built-in scent diffuser delivers a blend of four pure essential oils to help you stay asleep naturally. And then Pronto replenishes the oils ready for the next night. Too easy, eh? And in trials, 84% of people with trouble sleeping found Pronto helped them fall asleep and 74% found it helped them stay asleep. So make every morning a... Good morning, America. With Pronto Sleep, available now at select Walgreens, Amazon or at prontosleep.com. Pronto Sleep from RhinoMed, bringing you advanced nasal therapy. They blow into town with the wind, rain, and hail. Out-of-town storm chasers going door-to-door, often posing as a local company offering a quick fix to desperate homeowners. If you've had damage to your roof, windows, siding, or gutters and downspouts, you may be eligible to get them replaced or repaired free of charge. Just be careful who you call. Visit windowsruspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. With over 50 years home remodeling, Windows R Us is the area's premier exterior replacement company for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, doors, and of course, windows. If damage isn't your issue and you just want something new, you'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and 
one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. A company who will never skip down when it comes to honoring their warranty. Visit the area's premier exterior replacement company at windowsruspittsburgh.com. Mention Word FM for an additional 10% off at windowsruspittsburgh.com. That's windowsruspittsburgh.com. Camping in the great outdoors can be a lot of fun, but it's not the most conducive environment for your next retreat. Antiochian Village offers the best of both worlds with 300 acres of beautiful woodlands near historic Ligonier, plus all the technology and connectivity you'd need to make your retreat a success. With 100 hotel-style guest rooms, 18 meeting rooms, and several outstanding full-service dining menus, 10,000 guests every year can't be wrong. Antiochian Village. Book now at antiochianvillage.org. Mainly clear and cold for tonight, low 19. Sunshine and some clouds, Friday, high 35. Friday night, partial clouds, low 23. Saturday, clouds and some sunshine, high 45. Sunday, sunshine and some clouds with a high 46. Monday, high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. It was a momentous day in American history, but by all accounts, it was not a momentous day, momentous day in the lives of most Americans. So while the House of Representatives debated the impeachment of President Trump, one man in Houston was more focused on a $279 speeding ticket. Tourists in Chicago savored an impeachment-free shopping day. Members of the Veterans Foreign War post-41 in Albuquerque, New Mexico, followed a simple mantra, anything but politics, man. Americans may be deeply invested in the outcome of impeachment. They might adore or loathe President Trump, but as history played out on Wednesday afternoon amid the bombast and rancor of impeachment proceedings, many of them seemed intent on looking anywhere but at their television screens. That's today's New York Times in an article written by the editors. It chronicles a list of several people that they talked with who really didn't care much at all about the historic events of yesterday. Uh, One person they talked to was at a VFW post in Albuquerque, New Mexico. A bunch of people had gathered for a $5 lunch of tacos, rice, and beans. They turned on ESPN, and one of the guys, a Marine Corps veteran from southern New Mexico, said, we're going to talk about anything but politics, Mm, man. Yeah. I think that's probably true of a lot of people. I would say the large majority, I don't, this is not, you know, just me guessing. I would think the large majority, 70, 80% or more of Americans just avoided any conversation or any involvement in impeachment proceedings yesterday. You think? Yeah, I think so. I think there are a certain segment of Americans that follow politics like some people follow sports. Oh, even more so. Right. So it, it becomes a you have to root for your team type right. of thing. Overall, though, and I, I bet there are several roots of this, uh, several of which we can talk about. People just don't care as much as they did in 1998 when Clinton was impeached. It was a gigantic deal. It in really 98. Was. I remember where I was sitting when I got the newspaper that said Clinton impeached on it. Well, it's in some ways. So what's different? 
Well, it also it feels to me as though it's anticlimactic because holy smokes! I mean, President Trump took the oath of office within you know two seconds. They were going, let's impeach the guy. Yeah, you're right. So we've been talking about impeaching this president yes, for years right. for for nothing more than just being obnoxious. Right. It, you know, it wasn't just some surprise or some oh shocking headline. I mean, the Mueller investigation went on forever and ever and ever. Oh my that gosh. came up empty. Right, and then they finally got it. Then they then the Democrats were dissatisfied and they needed more information, more opinion, and then Robert Mueller came up, and then he didn't have a great performance, and so they were even more up. It was just, it's been one thing after another. Right. So, uh, yeah, it feels like no big deal. And I wonder about this. Let's let's presuppose that President Trump is reelected in 2020. Can you impeach a president twice? So, actually, you can't impeach, a, you can impeach, sure, you can impeach a president twice for different things. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. If the case that the House of Representatives has built. If it goes to the Senate and the Senate throws it out yes. and doesn't consider it, it can be brought up by a different group of congressmen later in his presidency. What? You mean yeah, because put, it was charges thrown, put on because, hold. because it was thrown out. But if the Senate votes on it and acquits him, it's double jeopardy. He can't be tried I see. again. Okay. So then I'm just presupposing then what if, what if, that again, if President Trump would win in 2020, my guess is they, they would try to impeach him again. Because, you but know, if it didn't work the first, if it doesn't work, so and I'm using work in air quotes, the first time, why would they do it again? Because of the shame. Because they just, right. Because of the shame. Because, you know, because they, they, they feel dis- as though. They, they despised him from day one, from moment one. That they have damaged, you know, we talk about brand all the time. Everyone's got a brand now. They have damaged the Trump brand in some way irreparably. That, right. You know, and, that's, and that's going to make them feel better about their exactly. taking their stand for history. So, I mean, once is nice, twice, let's try it again. Maybe. I think, seriously, Maybe. I, I haven't. It's, you know, the reason – another reason I don't think people care is it's just a parade of bad behavior. On both sides. Both sides. I, I, I find it – But, you know, I to find be fair, it stomach-churning. Look, when you see the president, he does act very poorly. That's what I mean. You have it's to a, say that's the true. Whole, both parties, it is a parade of bad behavior. But look, last night whenever the president was maligning, you know, Debbie the dead Dingle, congressman. Right. I mean, that was horrific. Of course it was. That was like should a never, low should, blow. Of course. Who thinks like that? Well, he said that his aide said the president was just riffing. Riffing. Well, you know, the president would serve himself by being silent ne- in many instances. Do I need, he really would. Do I need to bring up what my mom says? Kathy. He's 74. He's not going to change. No, he's not going to change. But he would be better served by being more of a gentleman and less of an idiot. He's not going to be. He would be. He's not going to be. Well, that's a shame. It's who he is. And and you can look at the Democrats and you can say, you know what? You all, if you would just let the electorate settle this, just back up the bus. The election's going to be in 11 months. Let the American people decide. They would be a lot better off, too. Sure. But neither side can stop. No. And who wants to get involved in that? It's like watching your parents fight. Nobody wants that. And no. if that, if that's a TV channel you can turn off, why wouldn't you? Oh, I'm going for it super fast. Why wouldn't you? No, but at the same time, and I've told you this before, I have a, a number of friends, a handful, who all day long, I mean constantly, posting, tweeting, Facebook booking, different articles, different opinions. This is like the be-all and end-all of their lives. And that makes me feel bad for people as well. Right. Going back to the New York Times, there's a woman who's uh, chronicled here. Her name is Beverly Parton. She's 71 years old, retired teacher. Uh, She did not feel 
that she had to watch every last impeachment. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is a different woman. This woman decided that she did not need to watch every last bit of the impeachment hearing because she had a paperback thriller by Tammy Hoag instead waiting for her popcorn shrimp to emerge (laughs) from the oven. Okay. Okay. Now, but looking at someone else, this is a woman, Tijuana Rosenthal. She's just been mesmerized by the whole thing. Also talking to a woman by the name of Canyon Williams. She says, I'm kind of confused by some of the answers after the debates, but I'll tell you one thing. The president abuses power. After her waitressing shift had ended, she'd left the bar, but she still, after all that, acknowledging that there was a lot of obnoxion to some both sides, she said, I don't think Mr. Trump should be pushed from office because I don't want Mike Pence to be president. So she's clearly keeping up on things. She's not obsessed by it, but she certainly knows what's happening and she cares. Holy smokes. I mean, it's not going to go away. Here's another person, 54 years old, Leah Pezik, written in The New York Times. She says, this seems like a waste of time. He's a jerk, she said of Mr. Trump, but he's doing good for the economy. Someone else, Mr. Martin, 58 years old, a building engineer. His first name is Ray. Um, He says, uh, I hate that the president's going through this. I feel like he's good for America right now. He's a strong leader. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, look, I mean, you've reached the point, you know, you know this. Your opinions are your opinion at this point. No one's going to change their mind. So Maria Sharman is another person chronicled in this article. She says, I'm going to watch every last bit of the news because I want to see him go down. To make a long story short, he should have been impeached long ago. He's not for the people. He's for himself. Ouch. All right. Well, seriously, we rarely want to dip our toe no, into politics really don't. because, really, no matter what you say, we'll get emails. Oh, you love the president, and so I despise you, or you hate the president, and I despise you. It's a no sum game here, right? Um, we prefer to be in an oasis. Truly, we do, and we hope that you stay with us because the world's insane. We'd like to focus on other things, a higher calling, and have some fun doing it. That's really what we're trying to do here. So. Politics, that's your game. There's a lot of places for that. We're just a different tone, or hope to be. One hundred one point five WORD. When Steve and Judy Douglas decided to adopt a son from foster care, they asked their daughters what they thought about the decision. They were excited about it. They thought, oh, that'll be fun to have a little brother. (laughs) Until a year later when he actually moved in with us and life changed. Judy Douglas takes us on a challenging journey of love and faith. Next time on Family Life Today. Tomorrow morning at 9 on 101.5 Word FM WORD. If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-600-3010. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-600-3010 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800 600 
800-600-3010 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-600-3010. The Forever Mark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination, for your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forever Mark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forever Mark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forever Mark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. When was the last time that your kids had fun at the dentist's office? Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. It's really important that the kids have a great and fun first few experiences. Moms really appreciate the time that we spend to make sure that their kids are not feeling rushed and that we really have a lot of fun in the office. My mommy is a really good dentist and she'll take good care of you. Harry Highway in Wexford. You have my word on it. At StockFamilyDentistry.com. Rich Engler presents Christmas with Michael W. Smith. The most wonderful time of the year. And Mark Martell. It's to look a lot like Christmas. Christmas with Michael W. Smith and his band. 7 p.m. December 19th at Christ Church at Grove Farm in Sewickley. Tickets available at itickets.com or call 800-965-9324. Welcomed by Word FM. So how long should a sermon be? If you're a churchgoer, it's one of the things about Sunday morning. If you've never been to a church, I can tell you that, you know, you go in and there are, you know, different elements depending on what kind of church you wander into. So there's usually some music, maybe some Bible readings, and then a right. guy or a girl will get up and there's a message that's delivered. So that might be, in some churches, 15 minutes long. Some churches. In some churches, it might be 50 right. minutes long. So there was a survey done from Christianity Today that talked exactly about that, about the different times in different denominations about sermons. Right. To be honest, at what point, I mean, do you have, do you have like yep. a time frame where yep. you sort of I start tip to br- over? I start to break down at about 24. 24 minutes. About 24, I'm breaking down. See, to me, I think it's the... It's the um, the excellence or not of the person who's delivering Could the be, sermon, right? Sure. And the matter as well. Sure. If it's something that I'm really interested in, of it's course, like point. you, you kind of go, "I oh, mean, I need to listen to this." Or if the person, you know, is is you know just kind of is um you know boring or whatever, then you know I just go, I I, I hate this because you sort of like go away, and then I'm in my own thoughts, and I'm sort of like in a cycle of feeling guilty or some self loathing or whatnot. Okay, right? so what about other Church traditions you've been at. You, well, you grew up Catholic. I grew up Catholic. Right. Yeah. Now you're not Catholic. Right. Talk about the length of sermons between the two. Okay. So, I mean, the Catholic Mass is totally different than uh, a Protestant or a, an evangelical uh, service, of course. Okay. Right. The, the Catholic Mass to me uh, really is built around communion, that all all leads, all, all, all steps forward lead, yeah. to that moment whenever there is communion. So the, the sermon is is kind of a a smaller feature. I mean, I'd say it's important, but for the most part, it's. And I also say this: it's very, very different than what you would experience on a Sunday morning at a Presbyterian church. How? Um, I, 
I would say that a, a sermon in an evangelical church is filled with very um, a, a good sermon for me is very um, doable things. Mm, okay. Things that inform me, that engage me, that sort of put me on the path. If, if, if there's a good sermon preached on a Sunday morning, I'll think about it on Wednesday or Thursday or what, throughout the week. It's something. But more often than not, I think, you know, growing up in a Catholic church, it was um, a piece of scripture or something that uh, didn't really connect with me. Hmm. That. that and maybe this, again, this is just me and my bias, you know, that I was a young boy. And so it was all a mystery to me and it didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But I know, but I do know this. I've been as an adult to a Catholic mass where I've heard many wonderful sermons by many right. fine. And I think that there's been a change in the way that the, the Catholics look at that and, and have refined that. Okay. Among the findings of an analysis by the Pew Research Center, billed as the first of its kind, there were almost 50,000 sermons delivered in April and May and that were shared online by over 6,000 churches. So Pew describes this research study as the most exhaustive attempt to date to catalog and analyze American religious sermons. Yeah. Okay. So the first thing that I noticed is that we're talking length. I said I start to break down at 24. I'd be finished in some of these churches. Because listen, the historically black Protestant churches, 54 minutes. 54 minutes. A 54-minute sermon. Almost an hour. 54 minutes. Now, I, I think also, you've been to black churches. Yeah. It's, again, like I'm saying there's a different style between there is. Catholic and, and, and here, evangelical. And here's the thing about that. It's much more give and take. Yes. There's a lot more energy in the in the whole room mm-hmm. as opposed to just one person speaking. Right. And that tends to energize me a little more Heck than yeah, just having to, you know, sit in a tent. I mean, seriously, you know, that's a really great point. The energy in a black church versus a Protestant church, it's like day and night. Yeah. And I think that the style and the content is also different as well. Oh I think gosh. it's more socially connected. Yeah, the music's a lot There's different. more things about community. Yeah, that's why we have such a hard time worshiping together because there are such remarkable differences yeah. in how we do it. Yeah. That's a topic for another time. Evangelical sermons, 39 minutes. See, that's way long to me. What does that mean, evangelical? Wait, I don't know. But would you consider the church that you attend to be yeah, an evangelical church? I would, but. Uh, mainline, it comes next. That's 25 minutes. That's closer to the length of time that I'm used to at my church. 25, not 39. Mm-hmm. But Catholic, they come in at 14. 14 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. 14. I mean, so that's a lot. That's that's a way a lot. big, big change. Yeah. If you look at the difference, and by way lot, I mean the difference between the 54-minute sermon at the historically black Protestant church and the 14-minute sermon in the Catholic church, that is a really, really big deal. Okay. So like, you know, we get spoiled here at FM because, you know, if you listen throughout the day- You can hear all sorts of sermons. You hear it, right. And because of the, the nature of the programming here in the radio station, most sermons are 20 minutes long. Right? Right. 20 minutes. And then they do an ask, they do an appeal, whatever. There's things that are built around that. So you're hearing uh, here, and this is a fair assessment, the creme de la creme of excellent sermons. Yes. Right? There's not a lot of minutia surrounding that. You're here they're for, here for a very specific purpose. Right. And, and generally, I would say A+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like anybody. I mean, look, we're on the air here. I mean, we have good days and bad days. Sure. Just like your pastor. Good days and bad days. Good sermons, bad sermons. I know I know people who are Protestants who would say, 
for me, a 20-minute sermon is optimal. If you can't deliver what you need to say in 20 minutes, all the rest is just you're wasting our time. Mm-hmm. I get that, especially in the society we live in today. People look at their watches or whatnot. Um, but I, I think I just go back to the excellence of the message, what's being preached, and how it's being preached. And I think I feel bad for pastors because I think, you know, they're competing with much shorter attention spans. Yes, now. I know that. And, you right. know, I mean, people are unkind. I'm sure those poor pastors get all manner of emails that are dissecting every comma and hyphen in their in their sermons, let alone the length. So we didn't talk about this ahead of time. Yeah. Because, of course, we were supposed to be talking to a guest who didn't show. And so we're, you know, talking about something different. Yeah. But I mean, to put you guys on the spot. OK. Do you have certain pastors who have, I'm not going to say, I, I really dislike people who get into the celebrity pastor mode. Like, oh, that's my favorite pastor. and blah. I mean, I, I don't think that that's, I don't think we should do that. I don't think it's helpful. I think we've learned over these last years and all the scandals we've had. It's not good to have celebrity no, pastors. No. However, is there a pastor yes. that has their work, their messages, 100%. Their whoever, have gotten you, have spoken to you specifically at a time in your life that it was really meaningful? Without a doubt. Do you want to share? Sure. Um, the church I went to uh, had a great pastor. And, uh, you know, this, you know, if you belong to a church for any amount of time, this happens to you. Then one Sunday, the pastor gets up and goes, I love you all, but I'm leaving. And you go, holy smokes. He's out the door. Like, I'm out the door now. He's right. out the door now. Or, or, like, or I'm soon, leaving, like, right, right. Yeah. Soon. He's leaving. You know, whether, whether it's, you know, Generally, it's it's a couple of months. He gives you a little heads up. So then, in a lot of churches, the church I go to, the denomination, they have you know interim pastors. Right. I was at a church, and a pastor left, and our interim pastor for about a year and a half was Bruce Bickle. Now I'll tell you, Bruce Bickle is my hero. I mean, what a man in every way, shape, and form, and his preaching and teaching. I've not. I mean, I've heard a lot of wonderful preachers and teachers, but I don't think any. I've met anybody, no. and I don't want to denigrate anybody. I don't think anybody can hold a candle to, to the to Bruce love. in Bruce's prime. Absolutely love Bruce. He's fabulous. He is. We have fabulous. been so blessed, so fortunate here in the city of Pittsburgh. I've learned to have so Bruce much from Bruce. Me too. Think right, act right, feel right. That's it. <laughs> That's what he taught me. Ten different ways from Sunday. Yeah, Bruce love Bickle. Bruce. That's a great call. Bruce Bickle changed my yep. life. And yep. I believe that's true yep. for a lot of people. Thank you, God, for Bruce. Yeah. How about yourself? Has there been somebody that you kind of go? Bruce, for certainly. Bruce, yeah. I, I was going to talk about Bruce. Tony Evans. Oh, Tony. I, I, very powerful. I love Tony Evans. Yeah. Um, I've met Tony, and um, it, it's not a personal thing. It's the fact that his preaching ha- was exactly, God used his preaching in my life, specifically at a time when I really needed it. Mm. His manner his approach, his delivery, everything about it um, was absolutely perfect for what I was going through at the time. So, Tony so Evans. thankful for Tony Evans. Fabulous. Yeah, I mean, again, and I'm sure you all could name, you know, whoever on, you know, on our station, morn till night. Right. There's something about it. I mean, it's it's a miracle, isn't it? It really is a miracle that someone. Like, look, when I'm, I'm reading Someone the Bible. Someone prepares a message in their office and takes a day or three days or whatever to do it, and they deliver it in 25 minutes, and it changes your life? It does. Yeah. That's a miracle. I'll read the Bible and try to, you know, I'm working through it and go, okay, I think I've got this. 
And then I hear a pastor preach on a passage or a line in Scripture and open it up and just change my life. Mm-hmm. I mean, alter my reality in what I heard. And me, it's just as a regular person, what? What? I, yeah, I got something out of it, but he really made it made a change. Just fascinating. I think yeah. it is. So God bless all the pastors, yes. right? No matter what style of preaching or teaching. And however long you preach, yeah, God bless you. Who's bold enough and uh, Holy Spirit filled enough. to And knowledgeable enough. Yep. And get up there on a Sunday morning and preach away. God bless you all. And thank you so very, very much. Take a break. Come back. Uh, stick around. It's only 530. We got ways to go. From the moment you met, it's as if you were custom-made for each other. Why should your jewelry be any different? Trinity Jewelers is the area's premier designer of custom jewelry that celebrates life's closest relationships, from breathing new life into a family heirloom to crafting a -a one-of-a-kind original out of nothing but imagination. Trinity's master craftsmen create affordable pieces that tell your own unique story. See how at trinityjewelers.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grime with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Christmas is right around the bend, and all of us from Christ Church at Grove Farm want to celebrate with you. The carols invite us to come and adore Jesus, born the King of Kings. We will be doing exactly that through scripture, sermon, and song, and invite you to join us on Christmas Eve at 4 and 8 p.m. You can find all the information about us and our services online at ccgf.org. This year, why not spend Christmas Eve on the farm and give thanks with us for the gift of Jesus? Whether looking for a restaurant for dinner reservations or shopping for a major purchase, online reviews are a big part of the research consumers consider before making a decision. Unfortunately, many mattress review sites are paid by mattress companies to recommend their products, which makes it hard to trust the reviews. At the Original Mattress Factory, we do things differently. We value transparency and honesty, and we don't pay for reviews or mislead our customers. Read reviews from our actual customers at OriginalMattress.com. At the Original Mattress Factory, we believe that selecting your new mattress is a decision that's too important to rush. You should only purchase a mattress when you're ready, and you are assured you got the best value. That's why we offer our lowest and best price to everyone, every day. You don't have to wait for a holiday weekend, haggle with a sales associate, or face the pressure of a today-only sale. You can take your time and make a choice that is right for you, knowing that you'll always get our best price. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. Salem Media Group presents the Deeper Faith Alaska Cruise, August 30th through September 6, 2020. Get more details at wordfm.com slash Alaska.
Mainly clear and cold for tonight, low 19. Sunshine and some clouds, Friday, high 35. Friday night, partial clouds, low 23. Saturday, clouds and some sunshine, high 45. Sunday, sunshine and some clouds with a high 46. Monday, high 47. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Andy Robb. That is annoying. Okay, so here's the deal. There's an eight-year-old kid who opens up toys right. on YouTube. Yep, I watched him today. And he opens up these toys, Ryan. comments on it, and uh, this year he made uh, $26 million. That, that is where is we are. That is so unthinkable. Okay, Ryan Kaji whose channel Ryan's World has 22.9 million subscribers, earned $26 million, up $4 million from last year. It makes him the highest uh, earner on YouTube. So he's eight years old. He's a cute kid. He's got glasses and he's, you know, a kid. He's, a kid. you know, he's eight. His mom and dad are also there and they go and try out different stuff Mm -hmm. or they open up toys that are there and then they kind of talk about them right so forbes list is based on things like sponsored content advertisements advertisements merchandise sales tours and so forbes did a listing of these 10 top earners on youtube and for the most part i mean they're very of course they're very very young i think the oldest are a bunch of guys who are like 30 years old but mostly kids who are literally making tens of millions of dollars. It, I can't even get my head around that. Now, also, watching these videos, I had never heard of Ryan until Mike told me about him earlier. Yeah. Mike's son, Dr. J, appears fascinated with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's obsessed. Yes, Why? He's absolutely obsessed. Well, he, Dr. J loves loves train videos. He's, yeah. he's obsessed with trains. So uh, I went on YouTube to find, to find some trains in... Ryan's uh, Ryan's world pops up first on the feed. I'm like, okay, this guy's this little kid's gonna ride a train. Yeah. And Jonathan watched it, and he just went nuts. And then he just wanted to watch another one. Like he has uh, Ryan's world also has is another video of him opening opening up these giant paper mache eggs where he like punches a hole in them, and there's toys inside the egg, and he pulls mm. it out. And so as an adult Jonathan viewer, loves it. As an adult viewer, you know. Is it cute? Is it funny? I'm going to rip my head off every time I watch it. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, only because I'm, I'm watching it so much. But the first time, I mean, it's informative for a parent to, to figure out, is this toy beneficial for my kid or not? Okay. Um, it has some good so graphics. It, does, it has some good graphics yeah. similar to a kid's show on Nickelodeon right. or PBS. It's and some worthy graphics. content. And it has a mom and a dad. Yeah. It's like, you know what I think of when I watch it? Hmm. Why didn't I think of this? Right. It's so simple. Do you yes. think of that, Mike? You think oh, really, like why? Absolutely. It, it the three of us could, you know, test out toys and whatever, and we could have made twenty eight yeah. million dollars. We did, but we didn't. It's and I'm not trying to denigrate the people doing it. These are three terrific people, but they're three very regular people. Mm-hmm. You know, they do, they're not super, you know, beautiful TV stars or anything. Right. Like they're they're three normal people. normal people. To be honest with you, 
that's what I like about it. Is I like the fact that they've made $28 million. They're not emaciatedly thin, unbelievably wealthy, and suing somebody for sexual harassment. Well, they're unbelievably wealthy now. Yeah. All Did the I other speak st- too soon? The other stuff is coming. <laughs> that's too much to bundle together. <laughs> you know that's true. Okay, so so what point, you know, does this kid now, he's eight, he's going to be a multi-multi-millionaire for the rest of his life if they, you know, they play their cards right. I mean. If- yeah. Have you crushed this kid's life or, you know, have you destroyed him well, and turned him you know, into like, you know. You know what I love is that he does it with his parents. Yeah. It's not like it's just him. It's the fact that all three of them are doing it together. I but, think it's I think it's fun. But at that age, this kid has no idea. Of course not. What, how many people right. are, are viewing him and in seeing this. I mean, yeah. So where right, you so, go from here? Right, so I'm looking at one of his YouTube videos called Ryan DIY Giant Gingerbread House Pretend Playbox Fort. Two and a half million people have watched it. Really? Yeah. So where do you go from here, though, right? As a, as a kid or as a parent, after you've had all this fabulous success. You go on vacation. That's where I, I you go. So. Yeah, yeah, it'd be nice. I mean, good grief. Right. I'll tell you, think, that's a very smart mom and dad. It's a strange world we live in yeah. now, right? YouTube has uh, changed. But it. they have to burn out. You're right. I mean, there has to be... They, Clearly, they're not going to keep on doing this exact thing for 20 years. Well, you know, you're not going to watch a 34-year-old guy open up presents, are you? I mean, that's just kind of creepy. <laughs> Right? It's kind of weird. I meant the I YouTube thing. I didn't oh, mean okay. they had to do this exact gingerbread fort. All right. Okay. We'll take a break. Come back. Uh, what are we talking about here? Yeah, oh. cultivating joy during Christmas. Hey, that's good. We you got sh- some joy. You should get joyful, John. All right. I feel good Maybe about this. Maybe I things. should get joyful. Yeah, please. I was harsh in that last segment. WORD. In poverty-stricken Ethiopia, children are suffering from severe acute malnutrition. They're starving and dying. But our ministry partners at Save the Children are there to help. Your $60 one-time gift can provide the ready-to-use therapeutic food, the emergency nutrition and medication to bring a child back from the brink of death. Every little bit you can give will make a huge difference. Please call now. From your cell phone, dial pound 250. At the prompt, say the keyword, Save the Children. You can give online at wordfm.com, keyword, Save the Children. The team at MyPillow is grateful for you this holiday season. So grateful, they have an amazing offer. Buy one, get one on their incredible sheet sets. Mike Lindell has come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. He finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River, and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. His new Giza Dreams bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton, and he guarantees they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. The first night you sleep on my sheets, you'll never want to sleep on anything else. The Giza Dream Sheets are available in a variety of colors, and like all of Mike's products, they come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Right now, you can buy one, get one free, by calling 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For a limited time, you can buy one, get one free, plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or go to MyPillow.com, but make sure to use the promo code WORD. Everyone gets hungry before the party. Why not give them something worth talking about without lifting a finger? Food. The Cooked Goose Catering Company provides homemade satisfaction that puts you at ease, whatever the occasion. Right now, get their special appetizer package added to your next menu. An inviting selection of hors d'oeuvres starting at $6.95 per person. Visit cookedgoosecatering.com word and see what's cooking. The Cooked Goose Catering Company. Just good food. 
Make this holiday sparkle with a gift from LS Jewelers, one of the only area jewelers to offer certified lab-grown diamonds. Just as brilliant and pure as mined diamonds, you won't be able to spot the difference because lab-grown diamonds are 100% real for about 30% less. And since there's no mine, the most economical choice is also the most ethical. See, a diamond doesn't have to cost the world. LS Jewelers, Robinson Town Center across from Ikea at lsjewelers.com. How does Eden Christian Academy prepare students for success? Through education that ignites the mind and inspires the spirit from pre-K through 12th grade with over 50 professionally certified full-time teachers and opportunities in sports, the arts, and service to the community with results like SAT scores 200 points over the national average. Schedule a tour at any of Eden's three North Hills campuses and see what the area's largest non-denominational Christian school has to offer at EdenChristianAcademy.org. Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership, but not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. In our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. Discount deals just in time for birthdays, special occasions, or just because. And all from the comfort of your own computer or smartphone. Great deals and awesome savings. Log on now to wordfm.com, keyword shopping. Okay, Kath, so here we are, just a few days away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. Uh, are you reaching the joyful stage? No. You, what? I just... You have no joy in the season No, it's yet? not that I have no joy in the season. No, that's not it. I do have, certainly have some joy in the season. I just, because I host Christmas, there's just a lot of... Minutia. Right. Things that have to be done. Right. So then, I wonder, I mean, I get that, believe me, because we've hosted many, many years as well. Of course, also, you work at a church. Right, which does add some complexity. So the work and the busyness somehow is a joy stealer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to... And, and sometimes I think if I either did the hosting or worked at the church, that I could, you know, a bit, but it's just the combination of the two that makes it complicated. It's an awful lot, yeah. right? It becomes a chore, a task, right? A job. Right. Gavin Ortland is back with us. Gavin's senior pastor at First Baptist Church of Ojai in Ojai, California. Hey, Gavin, welcome back. How are you, friend? Hey, doing well. Good to be with you guys. Excellent. Thank you. So you know what it's like to work at the church, and I don't mean for this to be inside poker, Gavin, but there are a lot of people who are listening who work in churches, whether they're the custodian or they're the pastor or they're like me and do um, worship leading or church music or whatever. It's a hard time of year. Do you find that? Yes, I do. Yeah, very much so. And we talked about this at church a few weeks ago, and I was mentioning it in my sermon. And we talked about different reasons for that, certainly for people who work at church, but even for others, I think, at times, too. Um, It can be a busy time of year. The the busyness goes way up. Um, Sometimes there can be family dynamics that can be challenging for people. People are with family at Christmas time, uh, that's not always easy for everyone. Sometimes that's joyful. Sometimes that can be challenging. And another thing I've thought a lot about is grief. Um, those who have lost loved ones often find the Christmas season difficult because they miss their the ones they've loved. So I think it's very common. In fact, I, I mentioned a uh, study by a psychiatrist who was talking about how many of his patients really struggle with stress during the holidays. And he said, I don't call it Christmas anymore. I call it stressmas season. Mm. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that's really sobering. But I think it's, it's, 
and it's easy for it to happen. Um, so I've been thinking a lot about this and just what can we do about that? Right. Okay, so Gavin, so have we been sold then, you know, sort of this false dream that because it is the Christmas season and Christmas coming up, that all of us should be floating on a pink cloud of joy, and if we're not, then somehow we're seriously flawed? Yeah. Yeah, well, it does seem like uh, sometimes we, we have that pressure, you know. And I one thing that's helped me um, is just trying to be extra intentional to do everything that is within my power. And there's some things that we can't control. You know, the, the certain seasons of life can get very busy, and it's not within our power to necessarily do much about that. But sometimes we can, um, through intentionality, uh, help reduce the stress a little bit and, and really cultivate joy. And so that's what I've decided to do personally each year at Christmas. I take the whole month of December, and there's a couple things I do to try to do whatever I can, you know, whatever is within my power to make it a joyful season, not a stressful time. Mm. Okay, and, so what, cho- uh, what concrete choices do you make? Okay, so some of these are very simple, but they, they do help. One of them is um, whenever I'm waiting somewhere, I don't pull out my phone. Now, I have to confess mm-hmm. my sins. Sometimes I forget, and I'll find myself looking at my phone, and I'll think, oh, no, and I'll put it back in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But um, I just find that you know things often are, are busier and busier and busier, and the clutter in my mind that, that happens from constantly having my phone on me to distract me is just a continual battle. So I've decided December is going to be a time where I'm just going to try to scale it back one notch. I don't try to go crazy on that. It's just, you know, if I'm at the dentist or something like that, I just, you know, like the old days, when you're waiting somewhere, you're actually waiting. You know, you're not trying to multitask, which (laughs) for me really helps. Right. Uh, This has been a challenge for me over the last couple of weeks, Gavin. It's really funny that you're doing the same thing. I got, I was challenged to do that by a friend that I work with and it was an advent challenge. It said, if you want to see how bad we are at waiting, then for the next week, Whenever you're waiting for anything at a stoplight, in a line at the grocery store, retail, whatever, you can't look at your phone. Right. Well, I felt like someone cut off my arm. <laughs> I'm just glad to know I'm not the only one. Oh, my gosh. And then I hated myself. I thought, how have I allowed this to happen? Even today. So I've been doing it for a week. And I and oftentimes I get really disappointed in myself because I forget my intentionality. And then I find myself waiting in line looking at my phone. And then I say, no, 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 no. You're supposed to put it away. <laughs> and then today I got in the elevator and I, I seriously get on the elevator and I reach for it. Like it, like I'm Pavlov's dog. Right. I, I just, I've been so trained. It's hard. I know. I, I, like I say, I'm just glad that, that I'm not the only one who has that experience. Cause then I, then I feel guilty and I think, wow, look how, um, look how hooked I am. It's just instinct to check my phone when I'm waiting, but it's a simple thing. So I try to just not take it as, oh, you know, try to not let it induce guilt, but just see it as whenever I remember that, just be mindful of that, put the phone down, slow down as much as I can. Um, and it's, so that's just one simple thing that I've done. Um, and uh, yeah, and then we just try to go eat. We go easy on the kids. We try to spoil them a little bit. We do some fun things with them. Um, I try to work a little bit less when I can. And then the biggest thing is whatever passage I'm preaching on, I, I just take it and, and have a little extended time in the mornings just to reflect upon it. I'm preaching through the, some of the early parts of Luke. This week is on Simeon, who's the character who blesses the baby Jesus when he's brought into the temple. And um, yeah, I just, just try to just take a little extra time to, to reflect upon 
what the experience was of these people at the time of the birth of Jesus, and how amazing, how joyful. I, I just have this mm-hmm. image in my mind of Simeon, this old man who's, you know, the Holy Spirit showed him he would hold the Messiah one day, maybe he's 80 years old or something, and just the thought of holding the baby Jesus in his arms when Jesus is mm-hmm. 40 days old, and the, the joy and because uh, uh, he says, now my eyes have seen your salvation, and the thought of this little baby is God's salvation. So I'm just always trying to redirect from the the details back to the meaning of it all, and meditating on those stories really helps me do that. That's good. I mean, I appreciate that, Gavin, because we've become you know, immune to it in some way, the miracle of it all, the beauty, the majesty of it all, that we think, oh, we know that story, and you, you lose the, the majesty of really the events that actually took place. So that in some ways, you know, just the repetition in some ways is a joy stealer. Yes, exactly. And some of the passages, um, we read them every year over and over again, and it's easy for them to become familiar and kind of rote. And so that's part of what I'm, what I'm trying to take extra effort just to reflect upon them. And my experience has been that when you take a little extra time to think upon them, to reflect upon them, there really is, you know, new insights you can get. Um, there's, there's so many of these passages in the early parts of both Luke and Matthew that are absolutely fascinating. And um, I just try, again, it's the intentionality. You know, you have to be deliberate to cultivate something mm-hmm. right. so that it won't uh, just become overly familiar and rote to you. So you just have to take a little extra step to say, I'm going to really reflect upon this. What is this? What would it be like? You know, what, what does it mean? What's the significance of this? And that helps me, although, uh, you know, as I say, I'll, I'm sure I'll be checking my checking my phone after this interview and still struggling in those ways as well. I'll text you, Gavin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Gavin Ortland is senior pastor at First Baptist Church of Ojai in Ojai, California. He writes regularly at Soloquium. Um, Gavin, you mentioned taking your time and reading, and this is something that just historically I've had such a hard time with. I think when you grow up in the church and you grow up reading the scriptures, I have a hard time it comes to a story I know, and so I just kind of breeze over it like I'm reading, you know, an article online. Or a recipe. Yeah, or it's just, I, I have, I really need to back it up and just rest in it and discover something anew. Do you ha- is that a discipline you have to, you have to cultivate? Yes, I, I very much am the same way. Um, a couple things have helped me with that that might be helpful to people listening to this. Um, one is just reading different translations. I mean, it's a really simple thing, but yeah. um, whether it be the message or, or a more uh, colloquial translation like that, <coughs> or perhaps a different, just a different translation, even the mere difference of wording can make certain things stand out. You think, oh, wow, I didn't notice that word before um, like that. That's one thing that really helps me. And then another thing has just been what I've been doing, especially this year, and having a different question that I bring to these scriptures. So um, this year, my question has been, what would it have felt like for the characters in this scripture? Uh, What emotions would have been uh, going on in the hearts of people, or in some cases, it's the angels? Um, And and these, you know, uh, so many of these passages, we, we hear them regularly at this time of year if we're involved in the church, you know, the shepherds and the angels, for example, in Luke chapter 2, or the magi in Matthew chapter 2. So this year I've been trying to get a fresh 
insight into them by imagining the emotions they would have felt. And that's just been a, a particular way of coming at the passages that helps maybe open up new avenues of thought. And so that's why I'm saying here with Simeon, I'm thinking, yeah, not, not just looking at the words, but trying to imagine if I were him and I was in this story, what would I be feeling right now? Um, and that I think about that with Mary. You know, she's one that's fascinating to think about because you have these verses about her pondering all these things in her heart, and she's she's taking stock of what's happening. She's, mm-hmm. you know, this is Jesus' mother, and so being a parent of young kids helps me enter into her experience a little bit. Uh, and um, so that's what I've been trying to do that helps me. I, I just think, again, trying to be intentional to come at these familiar stories from a different angle can help. That way, um, the wonder of them isn't something we just kind of gloss over. Fabulous. Well, well, Gavin, we always appreciate your present, your time with us. I mean, you're a joyful person. I think it comes off on yeah. air. And uh, Merry Christmas to you. Yeah, please do. Thanks, guys, very much. Merry Christmas to you both. Gavin Ortland. You can find him online. Gavin Ortland. Joyful, joyful Lord, we adore Thee. God of glory, Lord of love. Hearts unfold like flowers before Thee. Hail Thee as the sun Hi, it's me, Marsha, from the Springhouse. How are you? Hey, take a big whiff. Mmm, can you smell it? The real hickory wood burning long and slow in our smokehouse to smoke our old-fashioned hickory smoked hams. Have you ever tried a Springhouse smoked ham? The meat is so tender, it falls right off the bone when it comes out of the oven. And the taste, mmm, mmm, a taste of days gone by. A Springhouse Hickory Smoked Ham makes a great corporate gift in a big Springhouse box with a big red bow on top. Or how about for all those sage folks that remember smoking their own hams as youngsters? Give us a call at 724-228-3339 to order your whole or half Hickory Smoked Ham from the Springhouse. Or check us out on the web at www.springhousemarket.com. And Merry Christmas from all of us at the Springhouse in 84 PA. This is former Pirates manager Clint Hurdle for my friends at Urban Impact. What a privilege to work with an organization that truly understands that everyone matters. This year alone, their athletics, performing arts, education, and options programs have reached over 2,300 Northside kids and served over 42,000 meals. And thanks to an incredible $300,000 matching grant, your year-end gift can have twice the impact. So make a difference today. Donate now at uifpgh.org slash match. Forevermark Diamond Tribute Collection. For your courage, passion, determination. For your tenderness, spirit, and the way you love. For all that you are. The Forevermark Tribute Collection. A diamond for each of your qualities. Forevermark. Beautiful, rare, responsibly sourced. Explore the Forevermark Tribute Collection at Trinity Jewelers Mount Nebo Road. Visit trinityjewelers.com. With the holidays right around the corner, you may be preparing your home to host family and friends. Make sure that your guests get an excellent night's sleep by furnishing your guest room with a high-quality, hand-built mattress from the original Mattress Factory. You and your guests will be well-rested and ready to focus on what really matters. 
spending time together. Stop by the Original Mattress Factory and give your family and friends the gift of a good night's sleep. Visit OriginalMattress.com to learn more. Get your truly free credit scores and free credit monitoring from Credit Karma today. Download the Credit Karma app now. Credit Karma, here's to progress. Hamilton was adopted from a rescue in 2008. He really likes to be around people. I get out my mat and I'm doing a downward dog and he's underneath. He's quite the pug about town. He gets invited to a lot of parties. He knows he's a pretty big deal. Look at this little face. I do not love him. Hamilton the Pug, Instagram star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Grandma got run over by a reindeer. I'm walking home from our house Christmas Eve. Okay, now we played some you can say there's no bad Christmas songs yesterday. But I think this could... Is this worse than any of the ones? No, we played Twisted Sister. That was worse. Right. This is one of these novelty Christmas songs, right? What does Look, that mean, novelty Christmas song? Well, they take something, you know, and turn it into something weird, right? Isn't that every song? No, no. I mean, you know, it's not Silent Night. <laughs> but you're right. That okay. seems like a bad way to describe Silent okay. Night. So uh, this month on Craigslist. I want to apologize. Thank you. This month on uh, Craigslist, tucked among ads for worn couches and dusty pianos, there was an odd and a poignant offer from a, a woman in Tulsa, Oklahoma. She says this, does anybody need a grandma for Christmas? Oh. I'll even bring food and gifts for the kids. I have nobody, and it really hurts. The response to the Oklahoma woman was swift, and it went viral. Um, so here's what's happened. Someone saw that Craigslist post. They took it off of Craigslist. They put it on Facebook on December 12th. And literally tens of thousands of responses, please come with us. We need a grandma. Stay with us. We'd love to have a grandma. So someone went and picked her up. No. Is that true? Yeah. And she's going to have a fabulous Christmas and bless people. See, that's the goodness, the power of that social social media. media. You're Right. right. I mean. What a story. Yeah. How many kids grow up without grandmas and right. grandpaps yep. and would love to have that presence yeah. in their lives? And how many people are lonely but never mention it out loud or type it into a you know post right. and so no one knows? Exactly. So God bless the woman and the family. I mean, new relationship, change everybody's life forever. Wow. I love it so much. That is really terrific. Now, of course, th- that's the happy ending, but you didn't mention that when she first put a post up, I didn't want to say that. I didn't were, want to say that. There were a lot of horrible people who responded and said terrible things, well, and why would someone do that? Because people are just cruel. Oh, my gosh. Don't you think I so? I just can't. All right, so we, we have a couple minutes left in our show, so maybe we should end the way we started. So we did have a momentous event last night. Oh. So now, we, the three of us all responded different ways to the impeachment of Donald Trump. Not to the impeachment itself, but to actually the historic day of it. As it unfolded. Right. So last night, I went home and I decided to watch three hours of news coverage on three different channels to see what that was like. I watched an hour of CNN first, then an hour of MSNBC, and then an hour of Fox News. John, you did? I went to dinner with an old friend and we caught up. And then when you got home, <laughs> did you turn something on? No, I sat and talked to my wife and kids. Mike, what did you do? I watched bits and pieces of, uh, of Fox News. Mm-hmm. And did that all make you feel better? And I had to shut it off every time my wife watched it. There you the go. Room. Oh, why? Because she was going to be upset? She's, she's just tired of it. Yeah. Okay, so that's where we are. See, those are three hours you'll never get back. Yeah. Right? 
I got to be honest. I don't. I feel good that I watched it because I I knew what was going on. But the absurdity of what people were saying it just about drove me to despair. Left and right. Yes, both sides. Right. They're acting like children. God help us. I mean, I tr- truly, the God. answer is prayer. Yes, the pray answer. Pray for and, the president. Pray and you for know the what? nation. The, pray for us all. How about humility? Humility is a very how about very apology? good apology. How about wisdom, mm-hmm. maturity? That's what we need. And it's like your mom says. You know, nothing good to say about somebody? Then just keep your mouth shut, okay? The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.